At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome to it, folks. The show is Rush Hour right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. At Danny Burke 5, you can get in touch with me on the tweets. As for VSIN, at VSIN Live on Twitter. As always, we are live just outside of the Windy City in Des Plaines, Illinois. The Rivers Casino, specifically out of the Bat River Sportsbook. And we got a fun one planned tonight. We'll kick things off with midweek movements as we typically do. In the middle of the week, we'll talk about which NFL games have seen the biggest differences in terms of the point spread or total heading into the upcoming slate. So we'll get back to that momentarily. But looking further in the show, 15 minutes from now, NBA editor over at RotoWire, good pal of the program, is Nick Whalen in a big and very entertaining NBA slate for tonight. A lot of premier games. We're excited to see what his thoughts are on tonight's slate, especially with that Bulls and Cavaliers matchup. I know these are two of the top ATS teams in the season, so we'll see what side Nick is leaning toward. The Bulls are depleted, but will they have enough? They did against the Nuggets. We'll see if they can replicate that on the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Furthermore, going along in this show, we got Lou Finicaro. I haven't had Lou on in quite some time, so I'm excited to catch up with Lou and see what his top plays are for the NFL schedule on Sunday and maybe even Monday, too. We could have a play, but I know he's got several that he really likes for this week, so I'm pumped to talk with Lou in about a half hour. 45 minutes from now, we'll talk about some of the futures in the NFL. Always like to spend about once a 
you know, one segment a week on this and, and see what updated win totals, what adjusted win totals we could maybe attack. And there are a couple that I think are worth a play right now, and I always like to toss out a couple that we look at it and go, okay, let's have a little patience. We're assuming X is going to happen this weekend, and then we'll look to jump in on it the next week. And there is one in particular that I very much love, and I'm looking forward to doing that. We talked about it with the Packers last week, still waiting for them to play the Bears, and then we'll consider looking on the under for Green Bay. But a lot to dissect for the NFL win totals and a best bet in hockey. Looking to get back on track with the puck. But let's go ahead, kick things off with midweek movements. Which games in the upcoming NFL slate have received the most attention or really alterations in terms of the spread or the total? Well, let's begin in the AFC North rematch from a couple weeks ago with Baltimore and Cleveland. Originally, this thing opened up with Baltimore as a one-point favorite. Total was at about 45 in most shops for where this thing opened up. Currently at Bet Rivers, you're seeing Cleveland getting all the betting attention. And we discussed this uh, last night because I'm taking the Browns on the money line at minus the buck 30, which is where they currently still are sitting at Bet Rivers. Total is also taking a dive from 45 down to 42. Both of these offenses have not been lights out. I mean, the Ravens have the capability of doing it, but that hasn't been the case as of late. We know the struggles that the Browns have had offensively, and their whole offense really revolves around the ground game, which pertains more so to an under. And it's familiarity here, especially in the division. Second time around, you typically get a lower scoring affair, so that's why you're seeing this total go down from 45 to 42. But agreeing with the movement more specifically with the spread, Baltimore originally were the favorites minus one. Now you're getting Cleveland minus two and a half. I think Cleveland has the advantage this time around. They're coming off a of bye week. They have the tape from when they just went against the Ravens. And Baltimore is coming off a really emotional loss against Pittsburgh, too. So Cleveland's better rested. And I know there's been spots where off the bye week the team hasn't been too successful. But I think this is an exception for a Cleveland team that is desperate for a win. Revenge spot here at home against a very injured Ravens team. So greed with the movement going toward the Browns. Let's take a look at another division matchup, though, that we've seen some movement. Let's take it out to the NFC East in Washington. The football team hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas opened up as a five-point favorite. Total opened up at about 49. Currently at Bet Rivers, there hasn't been too much craziness in terms of the movement on the spread, just five down to four and a half. But the total has seen a little bit of action, 49 down to 47 and a half. Might be a little bit windier of a game, nothing too crazy, but more so it's, again, that thought process of a division game. This Washington defense has certainly stepped up the past month, and Dallas, that offense, even though it's top of the league, I, I feel like this isn't the same Cowboys team as we were accustomed to getting at the beginning of this year and had expectations for afterward, and it seems like people are respecting Washington here, taking those points, and in my opinion, if this is going to be a closer game, you got to think it's a lower scoring game. I mean, Washington doesn't really have the tools to compete in a shootout. And so if this can be a close game, I think it is going to be lower scoring. So agreed, or I'm agreeing with the total going from 49 down to 47 and a half. I'm not in love with taking the points with Washington. It'll probably be a stay away overall for me. But if anything, I would consider that total because it's over 47. I kind of like that spot. Maybe would still play it under 47 and a half would be the top play. All right, Falcons, Panthers next. Carolina open two and a half. Total open 45 and a half. Now, again, another game where the spread really hasn't altered too much, but it's been bouncing back and forth and back and forth from about three to two and a half. And this is a game where it looks like the public is just loving 
to lay the two and a half with Carolina, yet it's going down in favor of Atlanta. And I completely agree with taking the Falcons here. And we talked about it yesterday with our teaser Tuesday segment. I think Atlanta is in an absolute prime spot to tease them up to plus eight and a half against his Panthers team. That is not good. Christian McCaffrey out of the mix. Cam Newton doesn't do it for me. He doesn't do it for the Panthers. The evidence has shown the past couple of games. And I'm not saying Atlanta is a far and away better team, but if you're giving me points in this spot where virtually I think this could be a pick and I wouldn't disagree with that line, I think you got to look toward Atlanta in this game. But Atlanta's dumb enough to shoot themselves in the foot like they always do, but I just trust them a little bit more than I do laying points with Cam Newton. And both these offenses we know have not been consistent, have not been a threat. Total has moved down from 45.5 down to 42.5. Again, don't disagree with that. It's probably going to be a sloppier, gross type of game. And weather doesn't seem to be too big of a factor for this one, but of course I would lean toward the under, but I think your best route to take is teasing up Atlanta here. If not, maybe bet them to win outright and get some value at plus 116. It's not too crazy, but I think teasing up Atlanta just to be safe would be the correct call. But completely agree that Atlanta should be getting the betting attention in this spot. Let's move along. Let's talk Houston and Seattle. Finally, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson got the job done against the 49ers. And Seattle opened up against the Texans as a six-and-a-half point favorite. This total opened up 44-and-a-half. Movement going toward the Seahawks, who are now laying over a touchdown. Seven-and-a-half to be exact. Total taking a dive. 44-and-a-half down to 41-and-a-half. Non-division totals looking to the under a system. I know VEASAN's betting reporter Josh Applebaum has been talking about ad nauseum, and that could be a reason why. Plus, I mean, again, look, Seattle's offense has not been prolific. Houston is Houston this year. They've been a train wreck, so it's probably going to be a shorter scoring game. At 41.5, it's too low for me to get involved. But now that you're getting over the key number of seven, I mean, this is going to be a big public teaser spot with the Seahawks teasing them down and even just hammering them because nobody trusts the Texans. Maybe Russell Wilson is returned and they're going to be good again. I'm not buying it. And I'm not going to say that I'm betting Houston because it is tough to trust them. But over the key number of seven, I think the only way to look now that it's this high would be to buy back on the Texans. This probably goes back down to seven at some point, but we'll keep an eye on that one. But movement has gone towards Seattle originally, and the total taking a dive to the under. All right, some more big movements out on the West Coast. We got the Chargers taking on the G-Men, the Giants in a tough matchup. And originally, the Giants were catching seven and a half in this game. Still doesn't look like Daniel Jones is going to go. It doesn't really matter who's playing quarterback. The Giants are still going to be the Giants. And Los Angeles opened seven and a half. Now they're upwards to ten and a half at Bet Rivers. Some spots actually have the Chargers nine and a half. So this one seems to be varying a lot. The total opened 47. This thing's down to 44 and a half. If the Chargers defense can get back to really looking solid, it's got to be against the Giants. And look, Los Angeles has had a problem really dominating in games, except finally they got an impressive win against the Bengals. But a lot of their games have been close or they have faltered. I don't think they're going to falter in this game against the Giants. But over 10, would I lay that? No. I mean, as bad as the Giants are, the Chargers still have an ability to play down to their competition. And this could be that type of game. I mean, the Chargers are going to win. I just am not comfortable laying over double digits with them. But that's the movement you've seen in this game. Big movement as of late in this next matchup with the aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals taking on the 49ers. Man, oh man, Cincinnati opened up two and a half. 
Now the 49ers are a point and a half favorite. I wish that I jumped in on a teaser with the 49ers yesterday when we were talking about it. Heck, even today, they were catching one at some spots, and if you wanted to do a six-and-a-half point teaser and pay a little bit more, that would be a viable option. Now that San Francisco is cross to zero, they're laying a point and a half in this game. Total is bumped up from 47 to 49. Now, we know that Joe Burrow still dealing with injuries with that pinky and the dislocation. Uh, Fred Warner should be back for the 49ers. Devo Samuel, perhaps, as well. Elijah Mitchell is day-to-day, but overall... Maybe there's the assumption the 49ers are going to be healthier in this game. Or more so, maybe it's because we're overvaluing the Bengals a little bit and overreacting to the 49ers dropping to the Seahawks. That didn't drive me too crazy like it did a lot of other people. I like the 49ers a lot in this spot. I'm going to wait to see if it dips down as we get closer to game day and maybe get a better price on San Fran. But I completely agree with the betters loving the 49ers in this game. Finally, we got to talk about it. Sunday Night Football, I know everybody cannot wait for this game. Bears and the Packers, how fun could this be? Well, at least the good news is that Justin Fields is going to be starting, but that hasn't wavered anything with the spreader total too much. Uh, Green Bay opened minus 11, went up to 12.5 point favorites. Total open 45.5, down to 43.5. I'm not expecting anything too crazy with the spread because of Justin Fields. I think with him, it's a boomer bust type of thing in terms of they could still get blown out or he'll at least make it closer than an Andy Dalton would. You know what you're going to get with Andy Dalton, but the play calling in the offensive line is going to continue to hold Justin Fields back. This Green Bay defense, despite their injuries, have found a way to be, to be solid, really, on a consistent basis. I wouldn't be surprised if this total goes from 43.5 up to 44 because you have the potential for more action with Justin Fields. Nothing that I like too much, but the Packers got love and the under got love originally in that NFC North Sunday night football showdown. All right, that's going to do it for midweek movements. Let's switch it up. Big night in the NBA this evening. Nick Whalen, NBA editor at Rotowire, joining us next, giving us his top plays. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Like we always say, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and of course the Big Apple, New York, with your host Will Hill. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you get hooked up five episodes a week. Great local sports betting content. Welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, and it's time to talk some NBA big game, not only to look forward to here in the Chicagoland area with the Bulls and the Cavs, but a lot of marquee matchups to look forward to on this Wednesday evening. And the man who just popped up on your screen right now is going to help us dissect all of that, Nick Whalen at Whalen. Uh, on Twitter, but instead of the L, it's the one. So be sure to give him a follow and check out his work. NBA editor over at Roto-Wire. So, Nick, uh, last time you were on the show, we were talking about this Bulls team, and it's a team that is showing so much resilience, and, and they're really just tough dealing with all this adversity. But tonight, uh, tonight it seems tough to back them. I mean, COVID is ravaging through this team, and they're still just dealing with overall injuries. And they're getting all this betting attention because they've been so great ATS-wise, and so is Cleveland. But this line has moved up to three and a half in favor of Cleveland. I, I want to back the Bulls, but I find it tough to do so. How do you think this game goes down? Yeah, Danny, I, I came here hoping to tell you that I'm also backing the Bulls. But man, that line moving in favor of the Cavs that 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 kind of that kind of gives me the wrong inclination. But of course, no DeRozan, no Caruso, no Javante Green, no Kobe White for the Chicago Bulls. They they went as far as to sign Stanley Johnson today. That's a pretty good indication of where this roster is at right now but at the same time you know they've won four straight straight up uh they really handled denver i thought on monday night in that first game without demar Derozan, fell back early uh and, and really rallied back and, and played really really well down the stretch in that game and you know when you look at the other side of this the Cavs have fallen off a little bit since last time we spoke they're still one of the nba's top defenses but that offense has sputtered a little bit they still do have a positive net rating uh, like you alluded to, though, they are covering at an NBA best 78.3% uh, this year. They're 18-5-2 against the spread. Chicago, you know, not bad either. 9-4 and four against the spread on the road. They're 3-3 three and three as road underdogs. So I still think there is a case. You know, Chicago, they're down to Mar DeRozan, but still have Zach Levine, still have Lonzo Ball, who's played so well lately. Nikola Vucevic still going to be in the lineup. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't feel great about it, but, you know, looking at that Bulls money line, plus 140, 
it, it has my attention at the very least. Yeah, no doubt about it. And here's the thing. We're kind of just waiting for this Bulls team to falter, but they keep proving us wrong, or I guess a lot in the national media. But, I, you know, this might be the game I'm taking an exception for just because, you know, when you get a star guy out, it's kind of like that fallen star fallacy, and they rally around it and play well. And I just don't know if that's going to be back-to-back -back games for the Bulls, but I'm certainly rooting for it. And you're right, the money line price is tasty. What's also intriguing really quick before we move on, Nick, is that this total has gotten a lot of attention to the over, 208.5 up to 212. Now, this is a game because of the Bulls' lack of, you know, offensive scoring maybe without DeRozan and, you know, Cleveland not being the top offense, you would think it would be a lower scoring game, but we've seen this go to the over 212. What are your thoughts on this total for this game? You know, I, I see the logic there. Um, you know, obviously missing Caruso is huge for Chicago in terms of what he does at the point of attack for that defense. And, and more than anything, you know, you're, you're now relying on guys like Derek Jones, guys like Io DeSunmu. You might have to dip into like Alizé Johnson on that bench. Um, you know, you're bringing in guys who you don't necessarily want to be handing 25 plus minutes. I mean, Tsubu played, what, 42 minutes the other night against Denver, and, and he looked pretty good, I thought, but that's not really something you can rely on from a, you know, a, a rookie like that night to night. So I, I think there's maybe a belief here that Chicago's defense is the one that falters, and, and maybe Cleveland scores a little bit above its head uh, in terms of what they can do offensively. But yeah, I mean, I see why it's rising, and I, I think I would take the over on that number as of right now, at least. I like it. All right, Nick, let's move on to the West Coast. A big game. Well, I guess it would have been bigger if there was some health involved in this game, but the Trailblazers getting the Warriors on the road and Golden State's up to 14 and a half on the spread. Man, in this total, 216 and a half. I get it. Portland obviously banged up, but is 14 and a half just way too high? Man, it was at 14 about 20 minutes ago. So it's, it's already on the rise and you know, it's, it's a really big number. You know, anytime you see anything over 12, 13, you have to second guess it. But it's pretty tough to make an argument in favor of the Portland Trailblazers tonight, right? I mean, no Damian Lillard, no C.J. McCollum. Uh, they'll likely be missing at least one or two other depth pieces. They have three or four guys who are questionable as of right now. You know, I thought they hung in there okay against the Clippers on Monday night. Still ended up losing that game by 12 points. Before that, you know, they got shellacked by Boston on Saturday. They got shellacked by the Spurs before that. This just feels like, you know, injuries aside, kind of a team that doesn't have an identity right now, a team that's not really meshing well with a new head coach in Golden State. Uh, and then you look on the other side of this, and the Warriors are 11-3-1 against the spread as home favorites this season. So they've really been able to take care of business in these situations where they are favored. Uh, and Portland just 1-10 against the spread on the road. They're 0-7 against the spread as an underdog this season. Both of those numbers obviously are league worse. Yeah, uh, Portland's been having a rough year. Not we'll good. see if they make any changes. Yeah, no bueno, that's for sure. So makes sense why the Warriors are up there, and uh, we'll see if they're able to cover that large spread. Uh, let's go to a little bit shorter of a spread here in what should be an entertaining game late night, 9.30 p.m. Central time. The Clippers, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Boston Celtics. This total a little bit shorter, 209-and-a-half. This will be a fun one, like we said, Nick. Is it kind of tough for you to gauge who to trust? Because I'm looking at this, and I guess I would see where the advantage would lie with the Clippers, but I just don't know where to pull the trigger on. Well, for me right now, this is a stay away. I think you have to monitor it for the next couple hours because we saw Paul George just added to the Clippers injury report about 20 or 30 minutes ago. So this, this number is now moving in favor of Boston. Uh, Paul George dealing with a bruised right elbow. So obviously that's his dominant uh, shooting arm. So that's something to keep an eye on. 
I mean, if Paul George doesn't play, you know, that kind of throws this thing haywire. And, you know, you probably probably like Boston in that scenario with, with Jason Tatum, you know, being clearly the best player in this matchup. But, of course, no Jalen Brown for Boston. This is a pretty tough back-to-back for this team after playing uh, and, and getting beat up, I thought, pretty good by the Lakers, who I thought maybe played their best game of the season last night against the Celtics team. You know, right now, watching this team without Jalen Brown, like, on paper, they have some secondary options who you like, guys like Schroeder, guys like Marcus Smart, guys like Josh Richardson. But, uh, you know, those guys really, really struggle to create quality shots. And and I know Jason Tatum got to 30-plus points for the third straight game last night, but a lot of those looks were really difficult. He, he banked in a three-pointer, um, you know, was, was just kind of having to put everything on his shoulders. And if he's going up against a Clippers team that has Paul George, I think this is another one of those nights for Jason Tatum. And it's, it's just you're asking a lot of one guy to essentially carry your entire offense right now. All right, Nick, I got to ask you about the Sixers and Hornets game next. Now, it might not be the most intriguing matchup. I mean, I personally think it is because this Hornets team has just been fun to watch, and Philadelphia has oh, been yeah. a very volatile team this season. Uh, Philly's laying six on the road. This total seems to have crept down now at 214.5. Any angle you like for this matchup? You know, I actually think I like uh, the Sixers to win this one uh, and cover, you know, the six, and a half, or the six points here. Um, you know, we're asking a lot of the Charlotte Hornets to play another competitive game, uh, given what's going on with them. I think they're the only team that maybe has it worse than the Chicago Bulls right now in terms of COVID. Um, you know, Ish Smith was added to the list of, of COVID absences earlier this week. Normally that would not be news, but given how many other guys they're missing, like not having Ish Smith tonight is actually a really big deal. Um, I know they beat Atlanta on Sunday in their first game uh, without a bunch of their regulars, went into overtime on Monday against this very Sixers team. Uh, but you look at that game, I mean, the Sixers turned it over a ton. The Hornets hit 16 threes in that game. Kelly Oubre had six threes himself. Uh, they're basically playing like seven and a half guys at this point, and that includes uh, someone named JT Thor. It includes James Booknight, uh, who usually is not in the rotation. Nick Richards is starting games for this team. Uh, it feels to me like they've been playing a little bit over their head, and they're really due, I think, uh, for a big-time regression with all the minutes that these guys have been asked to play over the last couple of games. And I think Philly's in a really good spot to kind of put his foot on the gas tonight. All right, Nick, we got about 30 seconds. Got to squeeze in Bucks and Heat here. Miami, another oh, yeah. team missing some of their top guys. Six and a half is the spread in favor of Milwaukee. Who you got here? Yeah, this one's moving slightly in favor of the Bucks. It was at six just a little bit ago. No Butler, no Bam, of course, for Miami. Uh, I, I like Milwaukee tonight. This is kind of one of those games like Golden State and Portland where it's pretty tough to make a case for why Miami uh, should win this game or should keep this one relatively close. We saw Milwaukee get a big win by 20-plus against Miami over the weekend. They didn't even have Giannis in that game. Giannis will be back tonight. Uh, Bucks are 6-1 and one against the spread as road favorites this season. Uh, they've really taken care of business in those spots. Uh, weirdly, just 4-8 and eight as home favorites. But, of course, this game is in Miami. So uh, as long as the Bucks were not out too late last night, I think they're in a really good spot with Giannis back uh, to get their second win over Miami in what now? Five days. Yeah, I like that. I mean, Miami's incredibly banged up. And like you said, spread is yep. moving toward Milwaukee and a little bit better of a spot as long as they didn't do uh, too much clubbing last night as you're alluding to. So <laughs> hopefully your Bucks get the job done because I might be tailing you on that spot. Nick, we love it as always. Thank you for your analysis. Enjoy those games. We'll look forward to talking more hoops throughout the season. All right. Thanks, Danny. Best of luck to the Bulls tonight. <laughs> They'll certainly need it. Nick Whalen, folks, at Whalen on Twitter instead of the L. It's the one. Give him a follow and check out his content over at Rotowire. NBA editors, what he serves as. Coming up next, talking NFL with our guy, Lou Finacaro. Stick around. Should be fun.
Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. And this year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, which includes insights, trends, data, and of course predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or you just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th, so make sure you get your copy ready today for only $19.99, and you can get that at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Very excited to welcome in our next guest. Joining me now is Lou Finacaro. haven't talked to Lou in quite some time, but like he was saying, I mean, you know, this NFL season, we were talking off break, and, you know, you had your weeks where the public was winning and it was chalky, but Lou typically goes against the grain, and that's why he's so successful not only in the NFL but UFC, which if we have time, we'll get to that, Lou, so I'm pumped to discuss that. But let's get it kicked off right away because I want to save some time for it. Let's talk NFL with the Falcons and the Panthers here. This line's at two and a half. Are you trusting Carolina in this spot, my friend? Yes, I am. And, you know, you want to start off with a game that'll make you nauseous. This one sure <laughs> fits the bill. But I don't know where in, in any land where Atlanta should be favored over this team. I, I mean, I know we're looking at the quarterback position for Carolina and the lack of McCaffrey in the backfield. But the difference when you match these two teams up is the fact that Carolina sports the seventh ranked defensive DVOA. Atlanta, 31 in offense, 29 on defense, 32nd in special teams. Atlanta should not. Uh, and I might have in, insinuated that they were favored. I know that Carolina is the two and a half to three point favorite here. I have them actually as a four and a half or higher, five point favorite. So I'm going to trust my numbers, take the home team in a division matchup where these two teams still have pride and it's division hatred. I just don't get any love for Atlanta. All right, let's take another look at a game that is, I mean, the Falcons, the Panthers haven't seen too much movement with the spread per se, but the total took a big hit because we were talking about this at the beginning of the show, Lou, with a segment called Midweek Movements, which games have seen the biggest alterations in spread or total. And this game has seen a big one, the 49ers and the Bengals, because San Fran now crosses zero. They are laying one and a half against Cincinnati. This total is 49. What do you think can happen in this matchup in Cincinnati? I think that there must be a lot of concern over uh, the young quarterback for Cincinnati's finger that I have absolutely no concern whatsoever over. I regard Cincinnati as every bit the team that San Francisco is. They have better special teams. Again, I'm, I cite DVOA a lot, which is the metric that I really like to use. Look ahead, a week ago, Cincinnati minus two and a half, and because they laid an egg against a red-hot L.A. Chargers team, all of a sudden now they're getting one and that line has switched. I, I really don't buy it. You got Debo Samuel with a groin. We got to figure out how he's going to be. 
Uh, we're looking at uh, Eli Mitchell trying to get out of concussion protocol. They, they're in trouble with backs as far as depth is concerned, and that's going to affect the continuity of the San Francisco offense. Uh, they also travel from Seattle last week on the road now to Cincinnati. I think it's just a bad spot for San Francisco, and in a game where both teams are really pointing towards playoffs, I'm going to take the home team Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Lou rolling with the Bengals against the 49ers despite the steam going with San Francisco. What you got for us with the Seahawks and the Texans, Lou? Uh, you know, you said we started it off with kind of a gross matchup. <laughs> this one is sure to be one. His total is as low as 41.5. I know you've got some intrigue with the total points for this game. You're right, and, and actually I was checking before we went on, a, a Las Vegas location actually has a 41, and so I'm watching this one really closely. The look ahead was 44 and a half, and I suppose it's all the tarnish that Houston carries with it, but I, I'm not afraid of Tyrod Taylor and the Houston offense. Inept as it is, the elixir for an inept offense is the Seattle defense. Meanwhile, I think Seattle's going to be able to score on Houston. You couple the Seattle defense with the loss of Adams, and I think Houston's going to score, and I think Seattle's going to score. And so at 41, boy, I'm just going to be very patient. If I can see a 40 and a half, that's when I jump, and I'll jump aggressive on the over Houston and uh, Seattle. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. I mean, if you have some patience, I think it'll drop even lower. That's the trend it's been going toward, and you already saw 41, as you alluded to, so patience may be key to look toward going back and betting the over between Seattle and Houston. Final NFL game, Lou, Monday night. Sure to be a good one, or let's hope at least the Rams can make it a good one. We know how they've been doing their past couple of primetime games, and, you know, you could look at that and go, well, why are the Cardinals only a two-and-a-half-point favorite? Revenge angle in the sense of going against a division opponent once again. I, I just think it's impossible, not impossible, but it's so hard, Lou, to want to trust the Rams in this spot, and especially for as good as Arizona has been. They're getting healthier. They didn't really have to exhaust too many weapons against the Bears this past week. Is that a reason that you're trending toward Arizona here? Because I know you like the Cardinals, so what's your reasoning for doing so? My reasoning is that they rate I think they rate better offensively provided that the quarterback Murray is in, in health. And obviously Hopkins, you see the magic he works every, every week he's in. And this is their second week in together. Last week was the week to catch them in, in a situation offensively where, where they were still figuring stuff out. Now you're going to get them at home against a division rival in, in, uh, in a, controlled environment boy i had a hard time getting that out you're not going to have weather wind you're going to have perfect conditions and quite honestly i just think the rams have lost the ability to play balanced offensive football because they can't run the ball and don't really run the ball and for that matter coupled with robert woods being gone there's too many unknowns with the rams and the cardinals had their nose rubbed in the sand by the by the rams for weeks for years for uh, many, many games prior to their last meeting in L.A., and Arizona hasn't gotten that bad taste out of their mouth. They're going to give it to them one more time this, uh, this weekend. I like it. All right, Lou, that's a wrap really for NFL that I know you love. At this point, 
for the upcoming slate. We got to transition to your main sport, UFC, in a very exciting card for this weekend, UFC 269. And how about this main event? Oliveira taking on Poye, and we see at Bet Rivers, Poye about minus 159. Oliveira is about plus 130. I know this is one of your top angles for this whole event. What do you got for this main fight? Man, I got a lot of excitement for a 155-pound fight that's going to just be fire. Poirier has proven that he can fight a full five rounds and provide his best in the fourth and fifth when the duress is highest and when he has been challenged the most, whether it's Gaethje, Hooker, doesn't matter, Conor McGregor, no matter who they put him in there against, he saws them down. However, this will be his third five-round fight that he's prepared for in calendar year 2021. Also, those first two that he prepared for were against Connor, took a lot of mental emotion from him, a long, hard camp. He got his money. Now he goes for the championship. And sometimes you try and make your bed just perfectly, Danny. It doesn't always go the way you think it. Oliveira is an inch taller. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. And the last time we saw Poye in with kind of a long, lanky, precision striker was Dan Hooker. And Dan Hooker made Poye look pretty pedestrian. Poirier did not have a good outing against him, and that's how Oliveira strikes, and Oliveira's ground game is on par with Nurmagomedov in a different capacity. Oliveira being BJJ and Nurmagomedov being Sambo, slight differences, but I think this is a great spot for Oliveira, and I look for Dustin to perhaps come out and just look a half a step slow based on all the preparation he's had to put in this year. Man, okay, going with the dog. I know you always love to see those dogs bark in UFC. And, look, we're pumped for this card. I know you'll have a lot more thoughts on it throughout the week. And Point Spread Weekly, First Strike, you always do great when you pair up with Dave Ross. So we're looking for more information. I know you kill it best in the game, Lou, not only with UFC but football too. Thank you for making some time, my friend. It was great catching up, and best luck with all those plays. Always a pleasure, Danny. Thanks so much. You're doing a great job on Rush Hour. Keep up the good work, my man. Thank you, sir. There he is, Gamblu. Love him, at Gamblu on Twitter. And again, he's going to have a lot more insight for this UFC matchup. Man, it's going to be a great card. 269, first strike, like we said here at VEASAN, VSIN.com slash subscribe. Lou is the best in the game, and he's liking the dog in the main event, and the price seems to be coming down. So uh, the market seems to be agreeing with them. Oliveira, about plus 130 at Bet Rivers right now against Poye, who's looked great in his last couple of bouts against Conor McGregor. We'll see how he fares on this Saturday evening. Coming up next, it's time to talk some adjusted win totals throughout the National Football League, a couple that I am playing officially, a couple more that we'll maybe have some patience on, but to keep a lookout for, and one play in hockey with Danny's Dimes. Stick around. That coming up next as we wrap up a Wednesday edition of Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level because now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combination. And in addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for the college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the Bet Rivers app or simply go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as play. Sugar House, void where prohibited. Okay, final segment on this Wednesday evening, just outside of Chicago, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Danny Burke, and it is time to talk about some NFL adjusted win totals. Always love spending a segment a week looking at the futures market throughout the course of the NFL season because to me, it's a really viable betting option to where you get a better feel for the team. You see what the other teams are going to be facing soon look like, and you just have a lot better makeup of what to expect. So I think we can take advantage, as we've done in the past, and made bets on so far this season looking to do so with up these win totals. So how can we take advantage with a couple tonight? Let's get into it, and let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and their win total. 
Nine and a half. Uh, best number really out there, about minus 110 each way. Their current record, seven and five. All right, and the way that I'm looking to handicap this is I'm actually looking to fade the Bengals in this game. Now, the remaining schedule consists of San Francisco this week. Then you're on the road next week against the Broncos in the Mile High City. Week 16, you're up against Baltimore. At least you get them at home. Week 17 versus Kansas City. That'll be tough. Week 18 on the road against Cleveland in a game that they'll probably both need to win. So I always like to separate it, as you know, into winnable, losable, and toss-up games. This has been the one this whole season, and maybe since I've been doing it, that the remainder of their games, which is five of them, that I consider all toss-up games. I don't see one that's a definitive win. I don't see one that's a definitive loss. I think they're all about 50-50 matchups for the Bengals. So with that being said, why would I want to bet this team over if I don't have any full confidence in them for sure having the advantage in any of these games? We've seen the big line movement go towards San Francisco in this spot. We know Joe Burrow's banged up. He's injured. And when you're looking down into the stats for this team as of late, yards per play, uh, opponent yards per play, they really have not been doing well as of late. I think they're starting to perform like the team we thought they were going to be more so like before this season. They've exceeded expectations by far. To me, I get they have offensive weapons, but I think now you're going to start getting the Bengals team that is going to kind of revert back to the norm of what we thought they would. And even if you don't agree with that, just look at the schedule. I think it's really tough. I just don't think they have the, the advantage against San Francisco. I know Lou... I love Lou, and he's back in the Bengals here. And I get it. Look, San Francisco could lay an egg here and look bad. But, you know, the Chargers are a respectable team. That wasn't surprising that they beat the Bengals to me. I mean, we teased up Los Angeles to be safe, but uh, that wasn't a shocker. And you could say San Francisco losing to Seattle was a shocker, but we don't want to have the recency bias factored into this. I just think San Francisco, if we assume they can be getting healthy on the defensive front and Debo's going to play and hopefully Mitchell can, I kind of like San Francisco here. So if they do lose this game, the win total is going to be different, right? You're going to have to pay more to bet the under. So I'm going into this with the assumption that they lose, and I'm going to bet the Bengals under their win total of 9.5 at minus 110. It's a really tough schedule. Even if they do win this game, yeah, you'll get a better price on the 9.5. But look, you're going on the road against Denver. Are you better than them? Probably, but it's a road spot in the Mile High City. Always a little bit tougher. Week 16, you get the Ravens, who who knows what the Ravens are going to look like at that point, but nothing's guaranteed against Baltimore. Kansas City, at least get them at home, but the Chiefs are the better team in that game. And then week 18, you're on the road against Cleveland. The Browns looking to get a good dub there to hopefully, you know, at that point, probably keep their playoff hopes alive. So I think it's a tough remaining schedule for the Bengals. I am betting on failure for the Bengals here under nine and a half wins. That is a future that I am adding to the long list that we already have. Another team, the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens. Their win total, 10.5, over minus 143, under plus 115 for this Ravens squad that is currently 8-4. Where are their three guaranteed wins that would make you want to lay minus 143 with Baltimore? I can't find it because when I separate them, I have one winnable game for the Ravens. That's week 18, last week of the season, versus Steelers. I have that as a revenge spot when they just lost this past week in a tough, emotional game. Ravens probably needing to still compete in that last game. They have the advantage there, in my opinion. Toss-up game, another revenge spot. It's a toss-up because you're on the road against the Bengals, and it still could be close, but they got blown out by Cincinnati, which doesn't mean they're going to get blown out again. I think it's more so, you know, 
Cincinnati could win both of these games, and the Ravens still might be incredibly injured by that point. So that's why it's a toss-up, but I like them splitting this division matchup. So that's why it's kind of 50-50. But the losable games for Baltimore, it's a majority of them. Week 14, this week at Cleveland. I think the Browns win this game. I bet that they would win this game, so that's why it's a losable game. Week 15, hey, you get Green Bay at home, but it's still Aaron Rodgers, still the Packers. Defense may be getting healthier by then. Ravens are quite the opposite right now. Better quarterback in that game is Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a losable game for the Ravens. Week 17 versus the Rams. Maybe the Rams have it figured out by that. I mean, Los Angeles is quite the conundrum as at this point, but maybe they're catching steam. The Rams will need to win that game too, and they'll probably be a little bit healthier than the Ravens at that point. So I think that is a very unfavorable matchup for this Baltimore squad. So look, if you want the under, I think you should do it before this week because I think the Browns win this game. And I don't think it's still going to be plus money after this week. So I am betting the Ravens under 10.5 because of that plus money price right now, plus 115. I think it's a good way to look about it with a team that's getting injured and injured, plays down to their competition, tough schedule to go, coming off a tough loss. I think you take advantage of this number now. I'm playing Baltimore under 10.5 wins plus 115. So those are the two that I'm playing officially. We're doing Baltimore under 10.5 plus 115, Cincinnati under 9.5 minus 110 for the adjusted win totals. But let me talk to you about one that we should be cognizant of, but we'll have patience and look to attack it next week. That's going to be the Tennessee Titans. 11.5 is their adjusted win total. Over plus 125, under is about minus 157 at Bet Rivers, but the best number out there is about minus a buck 40. I think we can get a better number, though, if we have some patience. Because, look, they got a current record of 8-4. and four. They haven't been reliant ever since Derrick Henry went down. So where do you have four trustworthy wins for this Titans team? Well, this week versus Jacksonville, sure. Another game, Week 18 at Houston. Will they be needing to play in that game? Maybe, maybe not, but still a favorable matchup for Tennessee. Toss-up game, Week 17 versus Miami. Originally, this was a winnable game, but the Dolphins are looking good. And if Tennessee's still going to be banged up, I put that 50-50. Losable games. You're on the road against Pittsburgh next week. Steelers probably have the advantage in that game. Week 16, you get San Francisco at home, but I believe the 49ers are the better team. So here's the thing. We're assuming they win this week against Jacksonville. So instead of laying the minus 140 right now, let's wait. Wait till we get a better price, and then we jump in on the Titans having their win total go under 11.5. I think the game against Miami will be huge. That's going to be a big deciding factor on which way it goes. But really, it's just, you can trust, can you trust this team to get four wins with how they've played and how banged up they are? I absolutely cannot. So I'm going to wait to see them beat the Jags. Then I will play under their win total and try to get a better price under 11.5. Don't want to lay minus 140. Hopefully we can get like minus 120 or less. That's the way I'm looking for that. So we'll have patience with the Titans. Another one really quick, just to be cognizant of. Uh, Panthers win total 6.5. I think under because of the plus price is worth some consideration. I didn't play it because they are 5-7. and seven, So, you know, two wins should be doable. But the fact it's plus money, I think you should consider it. And if you think they're going to lose to the Falcons, you know, you do it now rather than later. But I'm having a little bit of patience because if they do beat Atlanta, then we'll get some better money. But consider the Panthers under six and a half with their win total. Tough schedule. They get Atlanta. Uh, week 16, you get Tampa Bay. Week 15, you're at Buffalo. 17, you're at New Orleans. 18 at Tampa Bay. Really tough schedule for the Panthers. Don't trust them. Consider them under. All right, final play here tonight. We are going to hockey really quick for a play that's a little bit closer in the future. Avalanche. 
Rangers. I am betting Colorado here. Minus 159 is the price at Bet Rivers. Andy McNeil had this game price minus 175. He bet the Avalanche. Josh Applebaum, who crushes the hockey betting game, he also has the Avalanche. I like Colorado here. The rested Rangers, yes, they're on a seven-game winning streak, but they played three games the past three nights, and it's just been a rough road in terms of the rest for them. So they haven't had any, really, and they're putting their backup goalie in, who has not been solid. Uh, Darcy Kemper is going to be going for Colorado, who's getting healthier and healthier. Avalanche are the rested team. They've been getting steamed up. So for tonight in hockey, looking to bounce back, I'm playing the Colorado Avalanche minus 159 on the money line against New York Rangers. Aside from that, our other best bets, we just had those win totals. Cincinnati under 9.5, minus 110. And then the Baltimore Ravens under their win total of 10.5, plus 115. Best of luck, as always, if you tell. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Enjoy the games tonight and beyond. We'll catch up tomorrow for Thursday Night Football. Until then, take care, folks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.